Coming up, we'll be talking about soft skills in customer service. So if you're involved in customer service, and who isn't these days, you've come to the right place. All that and more coming up in just a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Episode 12 of Serious Soft Skills. I'm your host, Dr. Tobin Porterfield. Today, we'll have the first of a two-part interview where my co-host, the Sultan of Soft Skills, Bob Graham, talks with Neil Woodson about how he develops the soft skills related to customer service. Neil has 35 years of experience across a range of environments. Neil currently serves as Director of Service Excellence for PSAV, where he helps management and line-level team members collaborate in driving service excellence. By analyzing the customer experience, coaching the development of actionable strategies, and then creating education and training techniques that ensure consistent delivery. Bob? Um, so let's get right to it. You are an expert on customer service, uh, beyond being a great golfer and a great friend. And I want to talk today with you about soft skills and um, how they apply to customer service. Because believe it or not, customer service or client focus is one of the soft skills we actually talk about. But you're uh, someone who really spends your days working on that. So we'd love to hear you sort of explain how that fits in and what that means. So tell, sort of give us an overview if you would. As far as customer service, I, I don't know if I'm an expert, but I would say that um, it is something I work with uh, all day, every day. It's something that's on my mind. And I, I'm a, uh, and it's, when it comes to soft skills, which I don't like, I don't like that term soft skills. I like, uh, and, and, but I know that that's a popular, that's kind of like the popular word. Um, I prefer to say that there are any number of things, uh, social skills, interactive skills, collaborative skills, but that doesn't even cover it all, obviously. Um, I, I think soft skills have gotten kind of shuntered to a, uh, a second-class citizenship, if you will. They, they've been pushed to the back of the bus, so to speak, and um, I think people don't realize how important they are. And uh, especially in my world, you know, I deal with um, business and, and how uh, business works with customers and everybody thinks that soft skills are, that's what customer service people do. It's not necessary for really anybody else in the business. So uh, when it comes to like a soft skills training, they'll send all of their customer service people or their call center people to a uh, soft skills training. I think that one of the things we forget about in business is that everybody in a business deals with somebody. You deal with people no matter what. And in my role, you would think, you know, all I deal with is just customer-facing folks and 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 that's that's not true I, I'm a big believer that what we do all throughout a business affects the customer so in other words the way the CEO managers the way the managers treat the employees the way that all of those people work together affects the treatment of the of the customer the best best way I can put that is, if you would, um, if you were, are a parent and you come home every day and you scream and yell at your kids, would it be any surprise to you at all to go to the playground and see your kids screaming and yelling at other kids? It's a, what we do with others inside the house impacts what we do on the outside of the house. And as human beings, we're social creatures. Um, it, it's, it's pretty well researched that we are primarily social. And uh, I believe that business is exists for no other reason than to help people. That's its, that's its role. 
I mean, you, you think of any business there is, and it's here to help somebody do something, whether it's to help them get something they need, something they want, help them do something they don't know how to do or don't want to do. You're here in a business to help people, and I think that's gotten lost. That, that's the first thing. So if we can get people to kind of recognize the fact that, okay, your fundamental role and job in any business is to help people. If we can get the entire business moving in that direction, that's one step closer to better customer service. And then when, it, when, when we talk to individuals about training them, one of the key things is to have them understand what's their connection to that. How, do they, how does my job role connect to the end user customer? And that's all the way through the company. And, and my best example would be, let's imagine you're in accounts payable. And you think, I don't ever touch a customer. I pay bills. In my job, I try to go in and say, "Well, wait a second. If you don't pay your, if you don't pay the bills, what's what happens to the customer? How does that impact the customer?" Well, I guess if I don't pay my bills, if I don't pay the bills for the company, then we don't get some vendor doesn't get paid. He cuts us off. Now it makes it harder for us to do our jobs. It makes us harder for our business to make that customer successful. Ah, so what you do does impact the customer. So. Once everybody in the organization begins to understand everything I do is ultimately relates back to the customer, now we can start talking about uh, or get more granular as far as skills. And we can talk about things like empathy, and I think that's one of the key uh, skills that people need. And I, I think one of the, the, the things about empathy, and, and when I talk about empathy, it's, it's that uh, we can put ourselves in another person's shoes. Yeah. I think that when we talk about empathy, one of the things that scares people, or one thing that people think is, I just don't care about what that person cares about. And my point is, in empathy, is it doesn't matter whether you care about what they care about. It matters that you care that they're upset or that they're happy. That's what matters. It's not the fact that you, you know, for example, my kids, you know, when they were younger, you know, they would hear about some pop star doing something, and they would get all upset about it. And, and I could care less, to be quite honest. I mean, who cares? But what matters is that I, I care that they do. I care how they feel. And I think that that's a critical element. Along with that, I, I talk about regularly, talk about something called the iceberg. And that, that is what you see in people is 10% of what's real. And so, for example, you see a customer and they come in and they're all upset and they blow up at you for something. Nine times out of ten, it's not because of something you did or something you said. It's because there's a hundred thousand other things beneath you anything about. And I think one of the first steps toward empathy is to be able to, to recognize that in individuals, to look at somebody and say, you know what, I know you've got a lot going on in your world. And it's going to affect how I treat you and how I act with you. Understanding that I do too. We're both on the same place. We're both in the same place. To be able to say to them, you know what, I know how you feel. I've been there. I've had this happen. Take a few minutes. Go go get yourself a snack or whatever. And it, and it shouldn't take me but three, four minutes. And I'll, I'll get this reset and we'll try again. But I'm going to be here until we get this solved. And I think that that's what goes a long way. Because now I'm partnering with you. I've become your partner. I want you to be successful. And I think nine times out of ten, that's what people want. They want somebody just to, hey, I'm here with you. I want you to, that customer success, whatever that is, even if it's something little, 
that's what they just want to know. Somebody's here that, that that's willing to help them become successful. Neil, is there a way to turn this around in terms of customer service or customer focus so that if I'm the customer, I can facilitate that partnership that we just talked about? Because it occurs to me that if I'm the ideal customer, that customer service person trying to work with me is going to have an easier job. I can fight or I can swim in the same direction. Can you sort of spin it around for us and, and look at it the other way and say, hey, these, are, these might be some skills that you as the customer could demonstrate that help a customer service experience because we're all on both sides of it every day. Absolutely, and you're absolutely right. Um, and now we're just getting down to the human-to-human element. Um, beyond business, right? Right. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I had a problem with my cell phone, and I called uh, my provider, and this just wonderful young lady, Brandy, she picks up the phone. We talk. She, I explained what was going on. I was very frustrated. Um, it had to do with my voicemail. I was very, very frustrated because it was one of those automated things where I went on, and nothing, n- none of the options that were on there were, fit my situation. And I couldn't figure out how to get in touch with a human being. And that was the most frustrating thing. Well, when I finally got in touch with her, one, she was very nice and understanding. She said, I fully understand how you feel. I had problems with my phone. So now we were on an even keel. It was like I had somebody, okay, well, you've been here before, so you know how frustrating it is. But then we started, then I realized, okay, wait, she is a person who deals with this all day long, every day. All she hears is people complaining. What's the best thing I can do to make this better? So I started talking to her about, you know, how long have you been here? How long have you been doing this? How, she had just graduated from college. My daughter just graduated from college. We kind of connected on that. It was a fantastic experience. And I left that experience feeling like not only did I got my problems solved, but I got a new friend. <laughs> I, I think that's one of the things that I find. And often my customer experience has more to do with the way the person handles me than the product. And I also find that my loyalty becomes to the person who services me in these situations best. So I, I, I told you before this, uh, this interview that I had to go to the Apple store. I could have bought the cable I needed three or four places, but what I love about the Apple store is I can walk in there and I can say, I need a cable to do this. And they ask me four or five questions. They ask me how I'm doing. Do you like your computer? And one, two, three, I've got the right piece. I can come back and never have to worry. And the guy tells me his name. And he says, oh, I have the same computer. And turns out we had some common ground. And now I'm like, oh, when do you work? He's like, oh, I usually work days, but this was my Saturday. And I'm thinking, okay, now I know to come in when he's there if I have another issue. Because he represents that company to me now. He embodies yep, everything that I want in that company because he valued me, ergo the company values me. Not, and yep. because we don't, we don't think of companies as people, right? We don't think of Starbucks as people. We don't think of Apple as people, IBM, name a company. They're companies. They're not people. So I think some of this is really that whole idea of taking that brand of the company and isolating it to a per- person so that we have that one-on-one connection that transcends the distance that a company offers. Does that make sense? Yeah, and there's a, it's interesting you say that because uh, the word corporation comes from the word corpus, and corpus means body. 
which is interesting. Yes. And, and when you think the body of a company, it's a living thing. And that, that body is the people that make it up. It's not the spreadsheets. It's not the contracts. It's none of that. It's people that make a company or a corporation. And uh, we really need to get companies back to understanding that everybody that works for you is a billboard for you and is a billboard not only for your brand but your culture and what your culture is all about and what it stands for. And, and we, understand, we get a feeling for your business by your people. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for your time, for your insights, and for just really uh, saying some things in different ways that I think people needed to hear. And when you talk about customer service affecting everyone at all aspects of a company, I think that's really a message that we've got to really wrestle with and think about and, and apply to any kind of business that we're trying to endeavor to create or build. Thanks, Bob. Neil, thanks for joining us. If you want to learn more about Neil Woodson, visit his blog where he offers some great insights on customer service at neilwoodson.wordpress.com. That's N-E-A-L-W-O-O-D-S-O-N.wordpress.com. Next week, we'll listen to the second part of Bob's interview with Neil, where they dig into the impact of a customer service perspective on organizations and individuals. Don't miss it next week on Serious Soft Skills. Until then, thanks for listening, good day, and as always, good soft skills. And listening to Serious Soft Skills with your host, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.